Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I am Rob Giardinelli coming with you today from Austin Public Studios in Austin, Texas. Hi, everyone. It's Lance Avery Morgan, and we are with the Brooke Shields today. And Miss Shields, do you mind if we call you Brooke? Is that okay? You absolutely. Brooke or Queen. All right. Well, we're <laughs> just thrilled to be chatting with you today, and we're excited to have you in Austin very soon as well for the, the Women's Symphony League luncheon that we're media sponsoring. I, I well, first of all, I'm so happy that you're sponsoring it. Thank you. And I'm looking very forward to uh, to going. And I apologize that there was a little bit of a – I sort of ruined all the, the timing with oh. regards to these chats, so I apologize. Not Absolutely not. Absolutely not. We know, you're, we know you're busy. We all are. But, yeah, let's just kind of dive into it. So, um, you know, one of the things we'd love to do on our show is just to kind of give a personal narrative to some folks. So one thing we wanted to know about you, because you have you've been in the public eye for a long time since your childhood years. Um, what success always starts somewhere. And what is the first dollar you ever earned? Well, it's sort of unfair because I was 11 months old. Oh, <laughs> yes. She's a child actress. Love yeah, it. and I said, Mom, I said, I think it's about time I earn a living. <laughs> uh, so I was a model for the Ivory Soap campaign, and that was my first paying job. <laughs> so you were naked on your first job. Oh, I wouldn't have as, it in yet. As a baby. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> Look at where that got you. Look at where that got exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> See? See? It's sex sells. Fantastic. Well, how did your, your time as a, from a child, a baby model, a juvenile model, to being a spokesperson for Calvin Klein Jeans, to your epic success in, in, in television and film, tell us how that all started with you, like from a work ethic standpoint. Did you learn a lot at a young age and you continue to apply that? Or tell us about your journey with that, if you don't mind. I learned work ethic from a very young age. And I think it was because there was very little um, glamour. There was very um, little tolerance for anything but well-behaved children. And as young models, we had to work extremely long hours because we were New York hires. And New York hires were, as of then, not protected by uh, the, the laws hmm. that were in Los Angeles that were really started in film. Kind of still don't really apply to modeling in the weirdest way, but right. um, the Jackie Coogan laws and all that, yep. that sort of ended up protecting young uh, performers. So I just Ever since I was very, very young, I felt a great deal of acceptance <laughs> just because I was well-behaved and had a good work ethic. So at a very young age, I think I learned that hard work would at least put you in a position to be received well and respected. Mm -hmm. And that was sort of half the battle. So, Brooke, in addition... You know, in addition to the work ethic, what what's another secret to maintaining a really long, successful career? Because you have had a consistent star for a really long time, and that's something that's pretty unprecedented in the entertainment business. I believe that um, I think you have to be willing to um, adapt. Hmm. I mean, the problem is if you... On the one hand, I do believe that work generates work, and I do believe that it's important to keep 
going. So you're going to get no much more than you'll ever get yes. And that is across the board. I, there is not an actor, actress, hugely successful person that I have spoken to that have not said they've been rejected more often than they've been mm-hmm. asked for or, or accepted. And so I think it's what you do when you get rejected that contributes to longevity. So in my case, I had to switch mediums often. So, you know, if you were, if one medium was cooling to you, I believed that I would just, in order to keep working in some way, whether it was to just earn a living, you know, pay the bills, or just because I didn't want to atrophy creatively, sure. I would, you know, then go into another world, you know, see where this world is. If this world is accepting of me, Broadway accepted me when film was really cool on me. Right. Um, you know, as you get older, modeling for modeling purposes, you, you they're not going to hire a 54-year-old woman uh, that they would do for a 22-year-old. You mm-hmm. know, so you know that that's going to happen and you sort of try to continually have the other spokes of the wheel be at least something that you can try for and approach and open yourself up to. Absolutely. And, and by then, you know, after you, if I stay busy enough, and I'm not saying take everything, it's important to be discerning, but no does not mean no to you as a creative. It just means no in this particular instance. Exactly. And it's less indicative of what you are and who you are as a talent than it is that individual project. And that takes a long time to learn because in this industry, it's very personal. Sure. Well, it, it feels extremely personal. Yeah. How could it not be? I mean, people are judging you on your talents. That's a very personal thing. Well, and back to what you were saying about you know New York accepting you at, at a certain point um, more than more than other places. How how did your time modeling prepare you for your transition to acting? Well, I think modeling is one of the hardest things in the world to do. I, I think that people really, and now with social media and Instagram, yeah. you know, all you have to do is take a selfie and pout your lips and you're now a mop. Is um, it harder than so, that now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, 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 the discomfort and the long hours are unbelievable. And the better caliber of photographer you work for and with, the harder the days are. And I mean, I don't ever remember working less than a 12, 14 hour day for any of the modeling. And that does prepare you for endurance. You know, endurance in, um, in film or in television or, you know, on Broadway, you're doing eight shows a week for six months, a year at a time with only one day off. And no matter what, you have to show up. Yeah. And that type of work, understanding the fatigue and understanding what my body and my, my psyche are capable of, you know, that sort of endurance, I've always prided myself on it. Mm-hmm. Possibly, I don't know exactly why I did, but I definitely... <laughs> thought, you know what, I'm tough. I'm from New York, and I can handle it. Give it to me when, you know, and to a certain extent, I'm sure it became a little unhealthy for me. (laughs) Um, And I 
have learned self-preservation much more in my later years. Um, and, and finding my time better, whereas I used to just give it all away. Absolutely. Well, on that note, you, you know, you really, your heyday was the 70s. Can you tell us about what life was like in the crazy 70s? Yeah, I think my heyday is right now. And, well, I mean, it's ongoing. It's an ongoing <laughs> opportunity. But your early, your first earliest heyday, besides being a naked uh, baby model, uh, certainly was as an actress, a child actress and child star. And then in the 70s, but we'd love to talk to you about the 70s if you have a moment to share what your insight would be retrospectively of that and working in the 70s and, and being such a pipe icon early on. Well, I think for me it was a very, the 70s especially in New York were a rather extraordinary time. I mean, I, I was able to meet and work with people or be photographed with people like Debbie Harry. You know, I was I was able to be in the in the rooms with people like Warhol or, or or these incredible photographers that had been renowned in what they were doing. And mm. and I think the art the artistic nature to all of that was just so free and really um, unfettered and, and quite there was a purity to it, I think. Yeah, and right. I was working with incredible directors. And, and I mean, it was really quite extraordinary to sort of come out of the gate. And your first photographer is Cerullo, and your first director is Louis Mal. You know, I mean, yeah, I think incredible. clearly I was slightly spoiled uh, and thought that it was always going to be like that. And it didn't for a huge in the 80s. <laughs> Um, well, well, but I think that it was just there was a really it was a really beautiful create really creative time yeah. I felt and I mean yes it, it was tumultuous and it was very political but I was so young that that part didn't really affect me. Sure. Well, fantastic. And Brooke, I know we're short on time, but um, before we go, we like to always ask ask anyone we interview what is one trait all stylish people possess? Confidence. Ooh, that's a good I do one. believe that. I have seen people who have true, true confidence able to make you appreciate a style or a fashion, and it's because of the way they wear it, they inhabit it. You know, I think style is really who you are. I think fashion can be, fashion is available, mm -hmm. but I think style is who you are, and that comes from confidence. Well, I can't think of a better mic drop moment than that, Brooke. That was really, uh, <laughs> that was, you could have said it any better. Well, um, we look forward. I want to get a little bag of mic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. Oh, that's fine. So well, we look forward to seeing you next week at the um, at the luncheon um, in Austin for the Women's Symphony League. Um, you're going to be interviewed by another guest of ours who was Jamie Chandley, and she's fantastic. She's a great so friend. You'll, you'll love her. A great time with her. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> and we'll see Thank you before you. the luncheon. Have a great travel until then. Thank you very much. Thank I look you. forward to seeing you. Take care. Same here. Thank you all. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Gosh, that was so fun. She, you know, everyone who I know personally who has worked with her loves working with her. And and I think that is a testament. What we This conversation we just had shows how lovely and normal and, and really she's grateful of she everything. She is. And, you know, it it's interesting because people think, and especially with what we do with the magazine, yeah. that the 
the paid, you know, the, it, it comes so easily. So for a top model of an era to come and say, it's 12 and 14 hour days every single day, and it's a lot of work, the conditions are not always that great. I think that's really, really important for a lot of people, especially <clears throat> aspire to model, it's not easy. And it takes a lot of work. And Brooks started before she could really even walk. That's right, as a as, as a child star, and as a child model. What's interesting to me, though, too, is that you know she's like she said, ridden the waves of success. Right? I mean, that's important. She's done television. She's done Broadway. She started out in films. Now she's on. She's you know, sort of this revered s- spokesperson, a statesman for different causes, and she'll be chatting about that when she uh, appears at the Women's Symphony League of Austin luncheon. So it just speaks to uh, the confidence that she talked about. you got to be confident to keep in the game. There's so many people of her era who left 20 years ago, 15 years ago, 30 years ago, right. who didn't continue on. Right, and you think about that, because there were a lot of big child stars in the 70s, yeah. you know, and unfortunate, and early 80s, and a lot of them, unfortunately, are no longer here, Yeah, because they weren't able to navigate the success and the transitions. And with Brooke, she, you know, she didn't, I know she did a couple of movies, but after she did that to really build her chops, she went on stage and did eight shows a week. Right. And doing eight shows a week is, it's a grind. For anyone yeah. who has ever performed the theater, those people are truly the hardest working people in show business. And by the way, she didn't mention the one major hit that she was in that was Grease, which is all singing, all dancing, all acting. And there's a lot of energy that goes into a production just like that, much less right. a dramatic performance. So. You know, the energy level that she had to sustain and create. And like she said, eight, eight performances a week. And, you know, there's always going to be an audience there. So that's, you know, again, a testament to her strength and, and viability. Absolutely. And, you know, like she said, her her she considers the prime time of her life now. I thought yeah. that was pretty fun and yeah. pretty witty. She's in it was a very Lance Avery Morgan comment. Well, I don't know if I go that far. It was a very <laughs> Brooke Shields comment. I mean, she makes the best of whatever situation she's in whenever she's in it, which I totally yeah. agree with. You know, yeah, I completely I completely agree with that. Um, but I remember her back in the day when she did Pretty Baby. OK. Right? And that was directed by Louis Maul, who uh, for our listeners probably recall that he was married to Candace Bergen and they had a long, happy marriage until he, he passed away not too long ago. Uh, and so she was in that and she got a lot of flack for it because she was a very, very young star playing this very um glamorous voluptuous entity mm-hmm. her role and she and she really did great in it that's the deal is that all the publicity hubbub aside which helped to drive the box office of pretty baby she did really well and she got yeah. a l- she was a fan favorite and she got a lot of really great critics notices on it yeah she she really did and you know she continued that and she came i don't want to call it a comeback but then in the 90s she Came back and did Suddenly Susan. Suddenly Susan, which is still one of the great underestimated sitcoms. I completely agree. It had a great cast, yeah. um, very charismatic, and who doesn't love Barbara Barry? Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, this was in a very crowded arena of sitcoms, right? You had Frasier, Friends, Just Shoot Me, all of these really great sitcoms that, you know, um, of course, Friends is, is always going to be remembered and revered, but a lot of those have kind of gone by the wayside. And I think they're going to be rediscovered, like the Suddenly Susans, because she played— an independent woman 
trying to make it in the world, which is an age-old topic, but she really brought an authenticity to it because I think it represented who she really is personally. I completely agree with that, and you could tell by the interview, you know, how down to earth she was, and she was just, you know, anyone who can laugh at themselves is someone who, you know, know, displays confidence, and like she said, all stylish people have confidence. Absolutely. It's something that... um, you know, it's like RuPaul says, if you can't love yourself, how are you going to love somebody else? Yeah. How the hell are you going to love how somebody How in the hell else? are you going to love somebody well, else? Well, and also, I think that confidence goes back to being carefully stewarded with her career mm-hmm. um, and the influences that help guide her and, and showing up and, and doing her thing. She, you know, again, her work ethic is supreme. And that also instills confidence when you're working those long hours. You have a lot of time to create confidence. You do, and it also, I think it makes you, if you look at the long hours the right way, I think it makes you much more appreciative of the time you have when you're not. Yeah, that's true. That's a really good point. On set, or you're not working. And I think for anyone who is hardworking and does put in a lot of hours, because a lot of us do, a lot of us often take our work home with us now. Right. You know, it's it's important to really understand and appreciate. Yeah that off time and you can really tell by talking to Brooke that she really really values her time you know her time away and her time you know because she's so grateful for all the hard work she has put in the opportunities that that's brought yeah well if you look at the models of her era none of them went on to acting very that's true very few went on to acting so uh, you know, you have the Cheryl Teagues of the world. Right. She didn't act. I mean, many of them did not do that. But you also have uh, Kim Cattrall, who was a model who then became an actress. You have um, a few who, you know, sort of weathered the storms of different roles and changing media and and different tastes of the public and their own fans. But Brooke kept reinventing herself. Yeah. Which she, is really cool. She really did. So um, it's... I was going to ask you, what do you think, you know, Brooke, what do you think was the secret to Brooke Shields' longevity? And why do you think she, a- above so many others, was really able to parlay her younger success mm. into a longer term career? I think a lot of people who know her would have different assessments of that. But my not knowing her, but my knowing people who have worked with her and known her is that her inner essence matched her outer beauty so okay it's tough to be beautiful and be um dead inside i would imagine i get what you're saying right and yeah have career success yeah i think and i think she also wanted it i think she had a drive to really want it and and that's yeah. really good you, it's all about the drive and the confidence in that drive okay yeah that's really good so um so we're running we're running out of time today was kind of Come a little on. micro podcast just because so um much brooke is brooke is a busy gal. Busy we're, person. we're busy boys. So that is basically how that works. So, you know, this was a really fun, this was a yeah. really fun 20 minutes today. So um, I am Rob Giardinelli signing off on Success with Style. I'm Lance Avery Morgan. And remember and, that style always has a point of view, both confident, confidence and beyond. Over and out from the from the Austin Public Studios in Austin, Texas. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.